Welcome to Beacon 76. I'm Jason. I'm William. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're just going to jump right into continuing our conversation about Indiana Jones. We're going to finish up with uh, this uh, Indiana Jones saga. Or, yeah, it's you know, one of the franchises. Franchises. We came off of doing a compass a couple of weeks ago, Yeah. Uh, talking about movie franchises, and that got us in the mindset, hey, let's go back and, and uh, take a look at the Indiana Jones franchise, because we know that there's four movies that are out. A fifth one's on the way. Let's kind of do a recap. Yeah. And if you listen to our last episode, we talked about Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark and, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Temple Doom. Temple of Doom, right, right. We're going to pick up where we left off and talk about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Right. Um, having said in the past that the sequel is better than the original, the third movie is a sequel of the sequel. Right. It's the third movie. Yes. And again, the bar is raised, and I think that even the third one is better than the second. I I have to agree. I a matter of fact, I just watched the this actual one uh, last night. Okay. You know, and um, the one thing I noticed about this one, as opposed to the first two, this one took you more on a actual, you know. An actual journey of trying to find something, you know, like putting puzzle pieces together, going through the different areas where they need to find a piece of the puzzle in order to connect to this piece of the puzzle, you know, and this one, this one, they, the way they did it was a little, a little bit different than the other ones, you know, and it, it, it really made it a lot more, uh, exciting and a lot more storytelling for me i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed this one mm -hmm. but you've told me that you this one's oh, right up there with probably your favorite one of the three yeah of the four this is my favorite out of all of them because it's interesting in our last podcast at the beginning of temple of doom we talked about how indiana jones looked like james bond james bond and this movie, we have Sean Connery Sean himself Connery. playing Indiana Jones's father. Yeah. So, do that with you what you will. I don't know if it was intentional or not. It was intentional, dude. Come on. <laughs> you know it was. I don't have confirmation on that, but I just wanted to connect yeah. the dots hey, real quick yeah. for you. Um, also, uh, with, you know, the... the recent passing we, we referenced it a little bit last week in, in our, our podcast in reference to Father's Day mm -hmm. you know you have that dynamic father-son duo relationship spread throughout this movie yeah. as well and it adds this comedic feel right you I mean honestly going into it thinking about it now I, I didn't expect comedy from Sean Connery no, but there was a bit of comedy from him. He did. Oh, yeah. He was fairly funny. And um, looking back at it now, um, it was amazing to me that these three movies kind of were all only made in the '80s. It doesn't seem like it was all that long ago. It doesn't this seem is, like that long this ago. This is 1989 that this came out, and uh, the movie starts out not like the first two. Mm -mm. No, nope. this actually, one. Uh, we're seeing a younger, yeah, played by River Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing a younger Indiana Jones, kind of like where he kind of got his whole love and passion for 
uh, this archaeology thing that he does, you mm-hmm. know. And he's chasing after something he believes shouldn't be owned as a possession for denominational value. It yeah, it, be- it belongs in a museum. Exactly, and you know that he had had got that he had to have gotten that mindset from his father, right? I mean, you didn't know it at the time while he was telling you, but once you once you see where his father was going, you know, in his life and the passion that he had for certain arch- artifacts, you know, it's amazing how he picked up that same type of love and respect for an artifact that it's not for denominational value. It's for uh, it to be put on display for all to see, you mm-hmm. know, so... Yeah, there was a there was that great dynamic between him uh, and his father and that. What I remember about the beginning of this movie is, uh, I think he ends up boarding a train. Yes, that and trains, and then so, yeah. Go ahead. And this is no, I didn't want to jump on. I don't want to step on no, your toes because I don't see where you're going. But this is the, the when he jumps on the train. The you there are two instances in this train, right, where we get to see where. Why, why he might have, you know, happens, took on a persona that he did, you know? One, with the snakes. And there was a King Cobra, right? And there was that freaking King Cobra or whatever it was. And then he falls into a pit of actual, like, snakes crawling all over him and gets one stuck in his pants that he has to drag out later, <laughs> right? And then, and then he falls into a, a lion, um, like a lion's den, yeah. Yeah, and on the wall is a whip. A whip, and if you know anything about Indiana Jones, you know that Indiana Jones is known for slinging a whip. Yeah, and he tries to whip it for the first time, and he has no idea what he's doing. Like, right. He just probably has seen, you know, uh, lion tamers crack a whip in in other circumstances, and just. Gives it a shot, and in the process, he ends up whacking his lip, his chin, his it's right right, right below his yeah. lip. Yeah, and he, you know, if you look at the movies, you'll see a scar on his mm-hmm. chin, and so that's the explanation of okay. how he got that scar. Exactly, and then also how he probably came to find a love for whips <laughs> and a respect for it as well. Exactly, <laughs> it's so crazy. I, I love how they brought that. You know. That little bit of backstory, a little bit of history of who he is, was and where he came from and why he might have, or why he does have a lot of the love and passion for stuff that he does. Yeah. And or the even, hatred. Even his Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> the, the iconic That hat. moment was kind of, that moment was a little bit of like, it kind of gave you a little bit of chills. Like, it, this wasn't something that he just found and picked up and... Decided, oh, I'm going to wear this hat today. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the whole case. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I... That was that was pretty rad to, to come to find out that this was actually something that was given to him by somebody that actually defeated him when he was younger. Mm-hmm. You know? Got got one up on him. Mm-hmm. And he and carried that around with like him. A, a memento, like, good try, kid. Yeah, nice try, kid. You know? Yeah, but it, it motivated him, and he kind of kept it with him as like, "This is my motivation. This is th- this hat means more to me than you'll ever know, right?" Mm-hmm. And to to realize and to find out where and why it and, and how it became what it was, 
was was really cool, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because in that moment when it's put on its head, it immediately segues to a whole other scene, scene. <laughs> in the current time where they're like on a ship and it's raining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that and one. And he's faced with the same person that he that put the hat on his head. Exactly. Yes. And uh, he's after the same artifact and he's who knows how many years in the future from where this movie started off at when he was a kid. Right. Because now he's an adult. down the same yeah. person with the same thing for the same reason and he hasn't skipped a beat. Exactly. Well, I mean, because even after he had, he retrieved it, right, and he goes back to the um, university, right? Um, what is that guy's name in the university that helps him out all the time? What was his name? I don't remember. I can't remember his name either. Darn it. Anyway, he mentioned to him like, "You've been, you've been uh, searching for this this uh, medallion." Is it Marcus? Yes, Marcus. Marcus mentioned to him, "You've been searching for this medallion for how long?" And he's like, "For a lifetime," you know. And and that's pretty much what it was. Like this was that one thing that was just something that he needed to, to accomplish in his life was getting this medallion back that was taken from so many years ago which was really cool man for sure so uh going from there um Andy is approached by uh, a man who lets him know that they had hired a person to look for the holy grail a holy grail they had paid him and Apparently, somewhere along the way, um, they lost track of him. They lost sight of him. They don't know where he is. But they do have his um, his notes, like his notebook, in order to give Indiana Jones some kind of idea of the path that has already been uh, laid out in order for Indy to have some kind of idea of where this person may be if he chooses to take the job and pick up where um, he was left off. But on top of that, they let Indiana Jones know that that person they hired was, in fact, his father. father. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the, the motivation. Uh, you, you, you get an understanding that him and his father have not been on speaking terms. They haven't been communicating. Mm-hmm. For a while. For a while um, now. But that's kind of the uh, the motivation uh, and kicking off point for Indiana Jones to to set out on this journey. Well, see, he goes to, he ends up, uh, him and Marcus end up, once they figure out that his dad is missing, they actually go to his dad's house. And then that's kind of where Indy starts to kind of put two and two together to realize that a package that he received uh, not too much prior to that was actually a a package from his father mm-hmm. and this package from his father was actually his father's diary that he's been writing in about this quest that he's been on for years over 40 years he said mm-hmm. you know and his dad sent him this uh this diary of everything that he's had since then which helps them to try to singer single into where his dad actually could be at this moment in time right and so they make their way to um, uh, Venice, right? Italy? Isn't that where they end up? They're making their way to. Mm-hmm. They come to realize that they need to get to Venice. So they get to Venice because they think that's where his dad might be. 
and um, and uh, they, I think he goes into one of the cathedrals and yes. looks around because there's a clue that there's an indication of, of something there, but it's not quite all adding up. And he goes back outside and he sees these patterns on the pathways outside of the cathedrals. Right. And he ends up, uh, no, no, no. No, no. He realized inside that there was the Roman numerals that are on the wall that... And this is where a lot of, like, the puzzles that you see, if you are... It's kind of like some Da Vinci Code type stuff, man. If if you are listening and you you play video games, uh, if you've ever played a video game called Uncharted, Mm -hmm. which is basically Indiana Jones Mm. without the whip, or if you've ever played Tomb Raider, which is Indiana Jones... Jones. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this these movies are the foundation of how there's puzzles in these video games. Right. When they're in, they're trying to find these artifacts. Yeah, exactly. These movies have laid the foundation for those video games. Oh, absolutely, they have because of their the way that like you're saying they put you, you have to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. So you're right. There there were you the know. Roman numerals. Yeah, and, and so then and he ends he has up to find each one and. There's a number missing. Like, where is the next number? At? Right, which is the the X, the number ten. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he and comes. X marks the, the spot. spot, right? And what's funny about that is it's an emblem in the middle of this library. It's the hugest X in the middle of the library. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you miss it? Right, and mm-hmm. he has to uh, time it with the chiming of the the uh, the bell from uh, the cathedral nearby. He right. takes one of these these stands and each time the bell rings he hits the ground and knocks away a piece of right. of the paneling on the floor in order to be able to get inside what i loved about that scene too is not only was he trying to time it with the the bell right but what he didn't know is he was timing it exactly with the uh, the librarian as well when oh, he yeah, was doing the stamp. Stamping the books against the library and looks at the stamp like, like what, what, what is up with the stamp? stamp? <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of that comedy yeah. that yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, that was that was that was hilarious. And so they ended up opening up this this tomb. Yeah. They, Come to find out this is because it used to be a church, mm-hmm. they were actually this is where they were burying people was underneath the, the church mm-hmm. and these tombs. And they, they they end up jumping down there, and oh, this is another one of those Indiana Jones freaking moments, dude, where, I don't know, they either they love bugs, they love snakes, they love animals, and apparently they love rats too, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where they hide out at. Oh, my gosh. And, and there was... Wa- there's water down there too. Dude, it was horrible. That's more... That, I think that was more rat urine than water, dude. <laughs> And again, there's no CGI. No so you CGI. Know that real animals. Oh my god! I it was. Imagine. I couldn't even imagine filming that, bro. <laughs> couldn't even ima- imagine. if you don't get the scene right the first time. Uh, so how many times it imagine has to be done in order to get it right? No, no. And then, uh, it was. That was. That was bad. That yeah, was. They, they they go down there because they have to find um, this buried. Uh, Crusader, and right. that's where I think a lot of people may not. There's like a double entendre of the title of the show, because movies during these eras often came in threes. If there was going to be a two, then there was probably going to be a third. A third, yeah. When I 
I remember this coming out thinking to myself, okay, the last That's crusade. Cr- this is going to be Indiana Jones's last movie. His last okay. crusade. But that's not what this movie is really about. It, it kind of hinted towards that. Because mm-hmm. we didn't get another movie, which we'll get into, until 2008. So right. from 1989 till 2008, there was no Indiana Jones uh, movies coming out. There exactly. So series, you, you would have been on the impression that, yeah, it was the last was crusade. The last movie. But this was actually about the Knights of, of the, the Last Crusade. Exactly. The, the holders and protectors of the Holy Grail. Right. And okay. then the last crusade. Yeah. So yep, yep. In, within this tomb, there's a, uh, a not- stone panel of one of these knights uh, on the outside of the tomb. Mm-hmm. And Indiana Jones ends up taking out like a piece of paper parchment and, paper and yeah overlapping it with some uh charcoal or chalk yes, or something like that in yeah. order to get the impression of what's there onto something more tangible in order for him to decipher later on well because he already had a piece of it right because mm-hmm. he had it from uh the uh the the stone yeah he piece. had one half he had a little half more than half of it mm-hmm. so he just needed that that last piece, that, so it gave him the destination mm-hmm. of where the uh, Holy Grail was actually located, mm-hmm. you know. So, but again, nothing, nothing's gonna come easy, right? And of course, the and somebody's guarding, or somebody's helping these crusaders and guarding it, and they ended up. Tracking them down and finding that they're there. Because they didn't want the Holy Grail to be, to be found, right? So they find them. They end up catching up with them. And what you might not realize is that this water was actually full of sulfur, mm-hmm. right? So they light a match to burn them out. And they end up having to t- tip over this uh, crusader's uh, coffin to get themselves out of the flames and end up finding the way out and getting themselves free. Also, but in that process, and, dude, that fire, those rats jump, jumping <laughs> in on that. Was, oh, my that's God. That's kind of what I was referring to about that, making sure you get the scene right. That, that Those also, rats dropping in on that it, girl. Oh, my God, man. That was, whoo. In, in the moment when you think that they're at a disadvantage and are not going to escape, those at those rats knew their way around those tunnels. Oh, they knew how to and get they out. They kind of followed their path in order to find out which way it was yeah. for them to be able to. Oh see. yeah, man! If I see a bunch of rats running in that direction, that's the direction I'm going to exactly. get out. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Whether I can fit through the same path that they can, I'm tr- going to try and head in that direction as well. Yeah. And they end up getting out and, and they, popping out, out of like a sewer drain out of a manhole yeah. cover in the middle of like in the middle of Venice Italy while everybody's trying to eat eat brunch you know mm-hmm. so that was a hilarious moment and then they they take off running they jump in another a boat and then there's this huge boat scene boat chasing scene. scene that they got going on mm-hmm. which was so epic you know at the time mm-hmm. and they again Indiana Jones fighting somebody on a boat. This time he's fighting somebody on a boat. <laughs> and here comes another propeller or blade or piece of machinery that he's using to, you know, help him fight off who he's fighting. You know, mm-hmm. but this time he's using it as like a, I'm threatening you. I'm going to take your life. You know, but the guy wasn't having He's ready to die. So they ended up 
getting off of that boat and the guy ends up telling them where Indiana Jones's father is mm-hmm. you know and he's in uh, Austria was it That's I think it was I think it was about right. Austria right yeah so they they find they follow the clues that lead him ultimately to where his, his dad's father at. is yeah and there's like this uh, double-sided room isn't there like a double-sided room where they're in a room and there's uh, his father is tied to a chair and the room is on fire? And no, 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 no. That, that so his dad was in a room that was the door was booby trapped. Mm-hmm. So Indiana Jones had to go in the room next to him, mm-hmm. right, and use his whip to whip across to one building and whip into the room with his dad right so he crashes through the window with his dad his dad doesn't know who he is ends up hitting him over the head with a <laughs> some sort of priceless artifact yeah, so he thinks yeah, that's right and well, the funny thing about it that he indy he calls him junior dude he calls yeah. his indiana jones junior and he, he hates refuses it refuses to call him indiana yeah he says that's what we named the dog <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so he's calling him junior and he's like you know dad if the soldiers would come through the door, not the window, you know, and I love that part. Like, what are you, moron, you know? So, I, long story short, they end up, uh, they end up getting uh, what they thought they got free, you know, mm-hmm. and then they go into the room where he left uh, the the girl that was with him, the doctor yeah, that was with him. Yeah, she's being held at gunpoint. At gunpoint. So, you're assuming that, you know, she's been captured and that, you know, but... See, dad was up on the whole thing. He knew what was going on, but Indiana Jones didn't want to listen to his dad. Mm-hmm. Just like most most kids, most kids don't, you know, don't want to listen to their parents. The parents don't know what they're talking about, and um, turned come to find out that the girl actually was pulling the double agent on him. You mm-hmm. know, and, and these are Nazis again. Exactly. So that she took the diary that they've been. The whole point of it is, is that they wanted. Uh, and to find the diary and bring the diary to them, and he mm-hmm. ended up doing because it because it had all the notes exactly. Uh, in order for that lead, hopefully lead them to the Holy Grail, the same way that I mean, you would have thought that the Nazis would have learned their lesson from the first movie. For the, yeah, for the first <laughs> time they deal with the Indiana Jones messing with uh, Christian oriented <laughs> artifacts, right? But no, 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 they this not this no, they didn't learn. <laughs> But so this is where they get into that scene where they're tied up together. Uh, so you got Indiana Jones yeah. and his dad tied up back to back, sitting in chairs. Mm-hmm. And, and the um, room is on fire. No, not yet. So no? they're. Oh no, no, that's right. They cause they cause it to be. Worse so they So they end up leaving him there, right? And they're trying to escape. And Indiana Jones says, "Can you reach into my pocket? My lucky charms in there." And it ends up being a lighter. Mm-hmm. And his dad lights the lighter and tries to like burn the rope, ends up dropping it, trying to put the flame out, ends up starting this huge freaking fire in yeah, the building. And he doesn't can't see it yet. And <laughs> no, his dad's like, uh, uh, we might have a problem here. <laughs> the room is on fire. And so they ended up like making their way over to uh, the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's double sided. Mm-hmm. This fireplace has like this secret you know, lever mm-hmm. to it yeah. that spins around and they go from a room that's on fire 
and it spins him around into a room full of Nazis, yeah, right? And it's like a, it's like a telephone room where it, yeah, well, it's a communications room. Yeah, yeah, it's this communications room where they're like giving all their information to everybody, mm-hmm. and then it spins him around back, and then they're in the fire. And that's this whole other funny scene. You see all these people just see two guys tied to a chair <laughs> right. in the same room as them. Right, and then the lady's sitting there, and she yells. Alarm! Alarm! And then there's this whole, like, this whole, then it just turns into this whole scene again of them, you know, being chased and running and trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. And uh, they end up making their way to uh, this dock and where there's a boat and they let the, end up letting the boat go and they get on a motorcycle. Yeah, and that's when, um, you know, uh, Sean Connery's character has his little briefcase with his umbrella it's and hilarious and he's, he's just like in the side this is like this little old grandpa sitting <laughs> in a little sidecar yeah, yeah yeah jones has to uh you know drive the motorcycle for them to get away and right and then there's this whole it it, it kind of goes into the it kind of had that feel of back in uh indiana jones and raiders of the lost ark where they were in the the mine carts where they're running away from everybody you know, well now they're in this little motorcycle with a side cart, and it's the same kind of feel. They're like, they're high speed chase with everybody coming at them, and the pulling and the pushing and the, you know, and then the the flipping of the motorcycles and it, it yeah, was pretty he, crazy, uh, dude. I think uh, Indiana Jones ends up taking like a wooden pillar. Like a, and using it as like a joust. Yeah, he took it like a flagpole. It was yeah, like a flagpole like, staff, and he mm-hmm. used it as like a like, like a jousting stick. Exactly, in and order then he to take out other motorcyclists. Yeah, he uses the last little piece in order to shove it into the front spokes of, of the motorcycle. And then that motorcycle freaking flips, dude. Mm-hmm. That was rad, man. Yeah, and then they end up coming to this like fork in the road, right? Where they're either yeah, they going to go off to, and they aren't in full agreement of where they need where to go. They could, Indiana interprets the information one way, and and his dad and says, "No, no, no! My book is over here. That's right. where we need to go. Yeah, because we need everything's to... in the book. Exactly. Yeah, Jones is thinking we can just continue on with our quest. We already have all the information we need. Mm-hmm. And his dad is like, "Nah, you, we do not have all the information we need. We need my notebook because what my notebook does is my notebook tells us how we get through the three stages." That you need to go through in order to retrieve the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. and Indy's looking at him like, "You don't remember it?" And he's like, "His dad's like looks at him, and he's like, no, that's why I wrote it down in my notebook, so I wouldn't have to remember it.'" <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So they ended up having to make themselves their way to Berlin, and this is amongst the the time of the Nazi regime, dude, and Hitler and. And burning of books and like this was like a full on, you know, crazy time in in history, you know, and so they end up getting there and long. The one of the craziest scenes was when uh, Indy ends up getting the book, right, and he ends up coming across, you know, a, a group of the Nazi regime that come through and ends up being Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Right, that grabs the book from him, and he and thinks he, uh, he thinks it's like an autograph book. Right? Yeah, and, uh, and Adolf thinks it's like an autograph book, and ends up signing his book. Right? Yeah. 
He's like the paparazzi, dude. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there like a fanboy. Like, oh, you are a fan. Huh? You are a fanboy. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, that was funny. And it, so they end up the getting that getting to Berlin and getting to um, uh, where they need to be, and then they end up having to try to get out of there. And so they end up boarding this um, airship, Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You know, they end up jumping on this Zeppelin, and. Uh, and uh, it, which was and he's like in a whole different kind of outfit. Yeah, uh, he's wearing. I think he takes out the ticket taker and wears the, the white jacket and hat. <laughs> this and is a funny scene. Con- con- confronting somebody that he recognizes that's on this airship as well. Oh, right. Right, and he uh, ends up punching him in the face, <laughs> throwing, him, throwing him out the window. Yeah, and then everyone's looking at him like. What just happened? And then he can't. He doesn't speak the language. He doesn't speak German or no, whatever. He just and says. He looks at everybody and he says, "No ticket." And everyone just, just like, like whoa, 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 "Where's my, where's my ticket?" Without saying too much, yeah. it made me think of that scene in Loki. <laughs> Okay. Yes, it you see, does. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my ticket? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So yeah. uh, everyone starts patting their pants and, and making sure that they have and right. make him, him seem legitimate and this airship takes off uh, and um, then there's these planes Man, that, these Nazi that find planes. out that they're on this airship and he has to fight people, like I think on top of the airship, right? I don't remember if he was on top of the airship, but I I do remember that they end up having to get in the plane that's underneath the Zeppelin mm-hmm. and um, that's right. fly off, uh, you know, and that. And then they end up being in, like, this dogfight yeah, in a then, plane. And then Indiana Jones is piloting the plane, <laughs> and uh, his dad is, is in the back, and he has to be the gunner. <laughs> <laughs> And he's having to explain to his dad, no, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 11 o'clock, because he doesn't know what direction he needs to shoot in. Mm-hmm. And then he's he ends up trying to shoot the those planes, and he ends up... He forgets that he's not supposed to shoot while he's aiming towards... The <laughs> and he shoots his hotel rudder out. Yeah. And he ends up having to tell him, yeah, Jones, yeah, we've been hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he doesn't, doesn't take. That it was he doesn't take the credit for it, man. He's like, uh, we've been hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid, man. I was like, oh, yeah. But it's, it's that comedic oh, it's timing. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious, man. And, and so uh, they end up having to, you know, get uh, land. Yeah, they like, on the beach or something, some, right? Yeah, they. Yeah. And. They realize that the planes have seen where they're landing. They're on the shore, and uh, Indiana's dad knows that the planes are going to come fly and swoop through and mm-hmm. try and gun them down. Yeah, there's all these birds. Right. So he he ends up taking his umbrella out, and he's like, "Okay, what is this guy going to do now?" Right? <laughs> he ends up he like... ends up like running down the shore. And squawking and like opening and all these seagulls, his, uh, uh, his umbrella open and close all the way down, and all these birds fly as this plane is about to to shoot them down, and the birds end up 
getting in the propellers of the plane, which ends up taking it out. Yeah, and the plane ends up crashing, and they are able to carry it. And then I think he, that's when he makes the comment, ah, oh, the pen is mightier than the sword or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, they end up, uh, uh, at this point, they start to make their way to, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Alexandretia? Uh, uh, okay. What was it? What was the place called? That, that sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. And um, to uh, obviously hunt down the, the Holy Grail, right? So they meet up with Marcus and they meet up with their um, one of their other contacts from that they've known over the years. Yeah, he's been in all of the other movies. Yeah. Um, you remember his name? Yeah. Uh, so they end up all meeting up and they end up going out to where the place where the Holy Grail should be, right? So they get there and... Yeah, his name was Sal, by the way. Sal, that's it. Yeah. So they meet up with Marcus and Sal. And they make their way to where the Holy Grail should be. And um, they uh, it ends up being in this, like... In, in these and this cavern, but this cavern was like, it was it built was like a, like a yeah, dude, it was like a like a, a building built mm -hmm. into a rock, dude. It yeah, was it pretty these big podiums and these statues outside. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, you know. It's like, and and then so they go inside and they end up seeing that the 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 Nazis have kind of already kind of been there for a while. Yeah, they build up uh, their own little foundation. They've, they've once again kind of figured out from probably the, the diary mm -hmm. enough information about the location. But they don't, just like his, his dad said, yeah, it tells you the location of where it's at, but it doesn't tell you how to get through these traps that are set up. Exactly. So, these tests. Exactly, because you'll start to see, like, they have these... Um, these quote unquote volunteers, right? Mm -hmm. That have to go and try to make their way through these traps and, and none of them are making through it because they end up getting, you know, decapitated. Yeah, and, and they're standing there and they're watching it happen and the first person goes through and you don't know you don't know what's in this because well, halfway exactly you don't because, see anything that's happening you just see a head roll out right and they tell indiana that he's going to need to go through this right booby traps and he's like why, so should, why should i, I do, do it yeah and they turn and shoot his dad in the gut right they shoot his dad and now it's now he hit this is his motivation to have to go and get the holy grail because the holy grail is the only thing that can, that can save, save his, his father, father. So he takes his dad's notebook and he starts to make his way through these different stages yeah, and to first, get to... The first stage, the clue is only the penitent man, man shall pass. pass. Yeah, so he he starts to put the puzzle pieces together that a penitent, penitent man is a man that kneels, right? Mm -hmm. You know, at the breath of God. So then when he sees the, the what looks like the breath of God at the point in the, the movie... He kneels. What the part that I didn't understand was, how did he notice flip? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he he kneeled and he kind of rolled, rolled forward. Yeah, so I didn't get how he knew how to that knew that he needed to roll. But hey, it's movies, right? Mm -hmm. And then he comes to the the second um, uh, 
stage where he has to, you know, spell out the name Jehovah, mm-hmm. right? And but he messes up the first round, right? Yeah, so there's all these, uh, it's a pathway on the ground. Of letters. Of letters written in a specific dialect. Yeah. And he knows that he has to step on the, the right stones. And right. he originally thinks in his mind it's supposed to be one way. And as soon as he steps in, then the tile falls through it. And you see that there's a pit below that. Yeah, this is, which is crazy. Right, another pit, mm-hmm. <laughs> another pit with uh, George, Lucas. George Lucas, and so he comes to the realization that he was spelling it with the wrong in the wrong dialect. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be spelling it in Greek, which starts with an I, and so he spells out the name Jehovah uh, and makes it across mm-hmm. to the final one of the final stages, right, which is like a leap of faith, basically, you know, because there you don't. It looks like that, another pit. That, that's exactly what it's called. It's called the leap of faith. And I'll never forget this moment when I saw it for the first time. You, you're you watching it, and it looks as if there's nothing. There's out. nothing there. You know that there's a, a pathway on the other side of where you're standing, but you really have no idea of how you're supposed to get there. And so it's called the leap of faith, and it, he doesn't really leap. He just closes his eyes and he puts one foot out and he steps, steps onto up. something. And when it pans away and it shows you like the optical illusion. Yes, dude. That was it. That was for its its generation of this movie. That was that was that was peak performance. That was crazy. Yeah, dude. that was really good. That was nice. And so now he's walking on this like total like yeah. optical illusion but it's it's a it's, real it's path stone. yeah it's a stone yeah it's like this path and, stone and he walks all the way across it and in order for the people the nazis to be able to get to the same destination as he is uh he grabs like a handful of sand and he throws it out onto the pathway so that they can see that right so there's like something you can, that for them to walk on yeah you can see something like there's actually a there um an object that you can actually, you know, focus on and see. So then he makes his way into this, this like tomb, mm-hmm. and you don't expect anybody to be in this freaking tomb, dude. It's been over seven hundred years that any that, and all the, and the other two um, crusaders are dead. Mm-hmm. So you're assuming that the one brother that they left there has probably, you know, been dead for, you know, years now. But Indiana Jones ends up walking in there, and the crusader that was supposed to be guarding over the grail for all this time is still alive, dude. Yeah, but he's he's still I there. Think he tries to almost kill Indiana Jones. Doesn't well, yeah, he does. He tries to take him out. He's protect the Holy Grail, but right. the Holy that room is filled with a whole bunch of other little trinkets it's plates and cups well there's a lot of different what looks like grails in there yeah and so um as uh as they arrive uh shortly after the nazi guy also arrives yes you know and i think um 
he makes the girl choose. No, she says she, she will choose for him for because him. he says to her, he says to them, um, I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not archaeologist. This isn't my forte. You know, I don't know which to pick. And she says, I will pick for you. So mm -hmm. she, you know, in my mind, I think that she, once the father got shot, I think she was kind of feeling bad at the moment. You know, and I think she picked the wrong one on purpose. Really? I think she That's did. Interesting theory. I think she picked the wrong one on purpose. Yeah, but we have another moment. That, and so he takes the grail and he's thinking like, this is amazing. Yes, this is a cup of the gods, you know. And he takes the water and he drinks it. And come to find out, dude, that it was the wrong pick and we have another one of those moments where where instead of face melting it's like age increasing yeah rapidly right in front of us yeah and it was it was that was that was pretty intense dude it was like this like going from youth to dirt in like seconds yeah and the crusader says his iconic line you have chosen Poorly, yeah, you've chosen poorly, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. then uh, Jones takes his opportunity to pick the right grill, and he chooses a grill for from a carpenter, which is nothing fancy, nothing, you know. Or it's not gold and gems. Yeah, it's just a cup, mm -hmm. you know. Simple. And, yeah, exactly. So he ends up taking it, and he doesn't hesitate. He walks over, he grabs his water, and takes a drink and as soon as he takes a drink the the crusader says you have chosen wisely mm -hmm. you know and he fills it up again right and he has to carry it all the way back through that all those obstacles he's already gone through right to reach his father exactly and he pours it on his wound and it kind of looks like hydrogen peroxide in the, in the <laughs> movie. yeah and it bubbles over yeah but the woman she wants to keep the um, the Holy Grail and she kind of takes it for himself and it's not supposed to pass this crest. It's yeah, well, not meant to go beyond right. the confines of the area that they're in. Exactly. And as soon as she passes the crest, then the whole building, the whole area that they're in starts, starts to, to break apart and open up. She gets... Um, she ends up falling in a hole and the grail uh, falls with her but kind of is in a setting on like a little a little rock ledge. yeah a little ledge of the rock and indiana, indiana swears he can grab it so he can still keep it right and his father says something to him that he's never heard for ever yeah and he calls him indiana yeah and that kind of keeps his his brain in tune to actually listen to his father in exactly. that moment and he lets the grail go, yeah. and they get away, and uh, kind of set off into the sunset. sunset. Yeah, so and that was a that definitely was a great a great movie. And I, again, I, I watched it just the other night, and I was really I really enjoyed it a lot, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that was what in 1989, right? Yeah. And we waited quite a few years for another Indiana Jones movie. In 2008, I think. 19 is, years. 19 years. And the expectation of another Indiana Jones movie was what was, would put you on the edge of your seat. Like, you were, you had a lot of expectation. You were excited, you yeah. know? So, for that generation, they probably may, they didn't, that, in 2008, they probably didn't 
if they haven't gone out of their way to watch the the first three movies, this might have been their first introduction. Exactly, to this, to it, this it, in this it, it it definitely was. If you hadn't watched any of the Indiana Jones prior to this, you're jumping into two thousand eight. This is probably your first Indiana Jones movie ever. You know, um, we have much. We've had we've had great advancements in technology at the time, you know, and so you're you're expecting this movie as far as especially with the people that have seen the Indiana Jones movie, you're expecting this movie to be pretty epic, mm-hmm. and um, and it was a it was yeah a huge um, disappointment. Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was sad, bro. Well, I mean, right off the jump, we've had so sad. Iconic start to you know each of the original three movies yeah and this starts off with Dan Jones um at some point getting trapped inside of a, a old school refrigerator and like a atom bomb blows up yeah and then and and try to bear it with us because I know that I didn't go out of my way to rewatch this movie to talk about it I'm just gonna try and pick and piece everything that I remember about it well, unfortunately just, with me man I, I, I'm on the same boat with you like I don't really there's not to me there wasn't a lot to pick or piece together with this movie I just wasn't really interested in this one at all no I was up until the end yeah <laughs> I mean I did like Shia LaBeouf in it I like the whole you know yeah and greaser look that they I, gave him you and I are both in agreement that when we saw Shia LaBeouf in this movie, we thought it was going to be the passing of a torch, like the end of the Harrison Ford era as far as movies were concerned. Yeah. And, you know, Shia yeah, was yeah. going to be uh, the, the person to be the next Indiana Jones. And I totally could have seen that, man. Exactly, because um, it had hinted, it brought Miriam back from the first movie. Yes, and this so as, this ended up being as Shia LaBeouf's mother, and that was trying to point you in the direction that Shia LaBeouf's character was Indiana Jones's son. son. Exactly. Know? So you're thinking, okay, this is his son, so you know it's just gonna follow in father's, you know, father the way the father. Life goes, you know, the, the father just follows the son, the son follows the father, so on and so on and so on, you know. But I don't know, I, they, I guess it's so weird. I don't know what they, I don't know where they were going with this movie. So dude. instead of dealing with Nazis in this movie, it's... Well, they were, Ru- they still no, were. They were Soviets, they uh, were Russians. They were, but still, the Nazis are Russians. It's the same concept, you know, in some way. But you go ahead, you're right. They're dealing with the the Soviets in this one, and um, it's all focused around this artifact called um, the Crystal Skull. Oh, yeah, and you, oh. going into the whole movie, you're you're under the impression that it, it's a legitimate artifact. It was probably created uh, somewhere a long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like the the, the uh, Soviet agents wanted for the same reasons that the Nazis wanted their stuff. Mm-hmm. Or to be a superpower or weaponize it, something, um, yeah, and uh, in order to get the upper hand in in wars and stuff like that, yeah. But there were there were other scenes in this movie that just the it's you go. I don't know. I'm not going to excuse the movie because a lot of what we've talked about in the past three movies is there was a lack of CGI. 
Yeah. It seemed like they got their hands on CGI and just wanted to throw it into uh, everything. Are you talking about the the monkey swinging, yes, swinging yeah. exercise? Yes, I'm like, like, really? Why? Hey, okay, who's so, in the world like Shia, what is Shia LaBeouf? In, uh, Tarzan? We go from watching Indiana Jones to watching Tarzan? Because that's what it felt like. And then like, to go from, from that, there was like a scene where... Uh, I mean, this this scene was kind of funny. Indiana Jones is in quicksand, mm -hmm. and something needs to be thrown to him in order to get it out. And they throw a snake at him. A big boa constrictor. Right. And he's faced with the decision of dying or touching the thing that he hates the most in order to pull him out of it. Yeah. It's it's an, it, it that was kind of a funny scene. Right. Um, but it just it's this movie just seemed very overwhelming and over the top and outlandish and to make it worse it gets to the point where you know they've figured out that the the main destination and the origin of this crystal skull is uh, in this Mayan temple right and there's still Mayans there protecting it right uh, and they make their way inside of it and end up uh, in this room where there's all these thrones uh, placed in a circle. In a circle. <clears throat> and uh, I think the, 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 doesn't the crystal skull like start floating? Floating or something, yeah. It's something weird that happens and then all of a sudden this circle starts to spin. Mm -hmm. Or something, and it turns out to be a that they're a, inside of a spaceship, alien spaceship, mm -hmm. and it ends up taking off on them. They they end up being getting to the point where we find out that this crystal skull belonged to an alien alien race, and uh, they had basically returned it so that the UFO could return home. And in the process, this uh, Soviet it's, agent uh, ended up wanting to know the secrets of, of their location, their 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 power, or whatever. And by them giving it to her, it was too much for her as a human. She ended up dying because of it. Mm. They escaped from the temple, and the UFO ends up separate is buried underneath this uh, Mayan temple. Mayan temple yeah. and leaves this whole area and creates this canyon and takes off and that's pretty much the end of the movie yeah that's pretty much the end of the movie and there's really nothing more to it and then i i just like i said i i was i was i was so super excited for this movie to come out and was hopes that it would be you know carry on that that indiana tradition of being like these these movies that are, you know, well thought out and well put together and, you know, got better as they got went along, you know, and I just feel like they really just took a steep nosedive on this one and yeah, it didn't really pan out very well. And then it makes you skeptical about... About the next one that's coming out. Because... Um, one thing that's exciting about the next one that's coming out is that they've got Chris Pratt in it, you know? Is Chris Pratt in it? I've heard that he's in it. Okay, so that's where the confusion lies because I didn't even know that Harrison Ford was coming back originally. When the fifth one was being made, I had heard that Chris Pratt period was going to be Indiana Jones. Now, it makes you wonder, 
is he going to be picking up the mantle and continuation of, of Indiana Jones? And, or as is he going to be a earlier version of Indiana Jones when he was younger, the same way that River Phoenix was? Possibly. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a route that either way could go. And, and I can I can see him, I can see uh, Chris Pratt being Indiana Jones. Or I could Indiana too. Jones. I totally could see him as and, Indiana Jones. And if you, and well, not just in general, but there's also a moment in Guardians of the Galaxy where it's almost Indiana Jones esque. Oh yeah, when, when he's he first is getting, getting that, that, that stone right. out, and he's using the tech to pull it out. Exactly. And it's like in this area oh, yeah. by himself and right. he ends up having to escape with it. Yep, I feel like that's a whole Indiana Jones moment with him. Mm-hmm. And plus he's got that whole vibe going with the uh, Jurassic Park stuff as well. It's got that whole Indiana vibe to it as well. So I really feel like he could do. I don't know how he is or where he fits into the movie, you know. Um, I just know that Harrison Ford is in it. Um, I just don't know how it's all going to play out but I hope that if they do utilize Chris Pratt as some sort of Indiana Jones, that they possibly maybe do like a reboot where they take him back as younger Indiana Jones and then we kind of follow him in that sense. Or maybe any he passes on the mantle or, or whatever. Maybe they make Chris Pratt his son. Maybe. It's an older Shia LaBeouf. Ah, that would be a good move too. You know what I'm saying? Since they ditched on the Shia LaBeouf thing, they're going to have him older. So this is his son as an older him. Because once again, we're having a really long stint of time. A long stint of time. Between another Indiana Jones movie. But we get used to this with uh, George Lucas. Okay. Because he takes his time sometimes with getting stuff out. But he's not, I mean, so it's been what? Um... 13 years? About another, yeah, first one years. was 19, now this is 13, so yeah, 14 well, years. Yeah, 19 and then 13 or 14, so yeah. 2008 till next year, yeah. I think is when it's supposed Something to come like out. Something like that. So, um, I was surprised that Harrison Ford was coming back. I don't, it would be interesting for them to, to tell us, because Harrison Ford, uh, Indiana Jones, drank from the Holy Grail. So that you're supposed to technically live forever when you drink from it, right? Well, I think that canceled out because they took the Grail past the um, the seal. Yeah, those those are plot holes that weren't ever exactly ever really explained. They maybe need to explain those a little bit. Um, but it'll be interesting. Hopefully, they can not mess it up. I hope so. And not make it so ridiculous and outlandish. I honestly crazy. hope that and Harrison do, Ford doesn't try to like be overbearing in the movie as well. Do the CGI right. Yeah. Not just because you have it, use it. You know, tr- use no. it when you need it. Yeah, not because you have it. Exactly. Exactly. No, I got you. And, and I, I totally agree with that. And I hope that... Um, they're actually hunting for something that's like actually like tangible, legit, you know, not mm-hmm. something ridiculous as space aliens. I agree. <laughs> you know, just I my agree. saying. So anyway, appreciate you guys, you know, listening to us and checking us out. We hope you enjoyed our Indiana Jones uh, conversation that we've been in the last two uh, podcasts. And if you have any thoughts or ideas about Indiana Jones, do you want to hit us up on? 
Barks or some future ideas for podcasts. Yeah, some future some ideas for any kind some, of some com- insight from us on. Yeah, we we appreciate uh, your feedback yeah. and for you to reach out to us and let us know exactly what it's all about. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely into a lot of different topics, so just hit us up, and if it's something that we're interested in and we want to talk about, you know, we definitely do we'll, so. We'll give you a shout out as well uh, for giving us the idea. Exactly. So and. Once again, man, we really appreciate you and stay safe and peace out.